doors are contained by fire doors, which I control and will open if necessary. I position charges throughout the ship and will set them off without hesitation. Sir, I think you should push the button. Look, how am I supposed to abandon the ship while it's moving? The ship will stop in exactly three minutes. I give you 15 minutes to evacuate. Now sound the alarm. Or I'll burn her down. For all of our villains in these movies, Defoe here is kind of a, a non-violent guy for the most part. But what's with this 15 seconds? Like, can we give him at least 30? Like, why Like, why does it have to be, like, right now? Like, look, look, give the people some time to get off the boat, right? If he doesn't He's want good. them dead. He's got jewels to snatch. He's got ski dudes to ride. Like he's got no time. You get, you know, get with it, right? That's he, he's a man of, of action. I mean, forty-five seconds, a minute. Like, let him get off the boat. Like, give it, <laughs> give us some time here. What's with this fifteen seconds, fifteen minutes? He reminds me of of the guy from Under Siege Two in terms of computer hacking. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a weakling villain, and we'll have to put him through the scale later, uh-huh. but. You're right. Yeah, they probably should have given him a little bit more time. 15 seconds is kind of ridiculous. It's a minute, yeah, 15 minutes. It's too much. It's too little. Too little. <laughs> Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. We are continuing the summer of sequels, bad way. Sequels speed. <laughs> this is episode 137. If you are new to the show, we're in the middle of our summer of sequels. Check us out at thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels, including X. At the last row pod, are you calling it X bad way? Are you no, are you calling it X? I, I'm thrown off by the whole thing and really, <laughs> I, I don't like it. Whatever. Follow us on Twitter, aka the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, check us out at the last row pod on all the social channels. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to a podcast. Download us, leave us a five star review. Thanks to everyone that left so left one so far. Welcome back, bad way. We're Back again. I'm excited for this one. I have a lot of thoughts today. Yeah, I'm excited, I suppose. We'll get into it. There's there's something to give us a take here. Speed 2 Cruise Control. Good colon, right? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, where, where do you yeah. rate that on the colon? That's a high, that's a high colon right there. I, they wasted it on a boat. Does a boat yeah. have cruise control? It's like, you know, the boat's cruise though, right? It's a cruise. But it's a cruise control. It's a cruise there you go. Okay, I get it now. Ship. I get He's it. He's controlling the cruise. You it's got a, me. All right, that's on, genius. It's a play on words. All right, I'm going to give him more credit than right. I originally okay. gave him credit for. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Right? I just blew your mind. <laughs> June 13th, 1997. Runtime, two hours, six minutes. Too, way too long. Can way I say that? Too long. We'll get into movie. that. This movie can't be two hours, six minutes. There's, it has no business being yeah. that long. This is 140 tops. Action slash a romance. Was this a romance movie? No. There was no romance. A, it was a romance bo- movie. Wooden romance. There was a smooch. That was it. There was a smooch. <laughs> the romance between the yeah. the girl who had a crush on Jason Patrick. Yeah. Directed by our boy, Jan de Drew. <laughs> He's back. He's back, guys. Do you remember? All right. He, this guy directed five major motion pictures in his career. <laughs> We've done now three of them. Do you remember <laughs> the other two? 
I know Speed One, of course. Of course, Speed One. But I don't, the I don't second remember. One. It's what yeah. is it? Uh, it wasn't Dante's Peak, was it? Close. It was Twister. Oh, Twister. That's right. Okay, yeah, that's it was, great. It was, movie. it was a disaster movie, right? That's a great. That's a great movie. Yeah. This is this is a so, disaster I mean, movie. Sh- should we complete the? What, what's you know how like a three is a trifecta or a trilogy? Like what's <laughs> yeah. a five? Quadrilogy. A quad. A quadrilogy. No, that's four. That's qua- Quint- yeah. Uh, a quint- 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 quintilogy. Quintilogy. Uh, I, I think we should. It's the summer of Jan. So it's the haunting of ninety nine, uh, which is a decent movie. Is that the and, one uh, with uh, with uh, Liam Neeson, or is that the I, other one? I don't know. I think it's with uh, who's what's her name? The freaking uh, Penelope Cruz? No, okay. Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. I never and saw Liam that Neeson. one. Yeah. Okay. Owen, Owen Wilson. Yep. 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 And Bruce Dern. All right. All right. And he also did um, Laura Croft to Cradle Life. So. Oh, I've seen that. I actually yeah. think that that's not that bad of a movie. Also written by Graham Yost. The only reason I, I brought up Graham Yost, I don't know if we spoke about this when talking about Speed 1. If I do, I apologize, but I'm going to bring it up again. This dude wrote 44 episodes of, of the series Hey Dude. <laughs> and then he did this and Speed 1? Well, I mean, yes, it was to 91. Yeah, that he wrote. And the three years later, he wrote Speed One. I'm, I'm blown away that that Hey Dude actually had 44 episodes because right? I. It seems like the kind of thing that you look back and you remember that there was so many, but it was actually yeah. only one. Season they just replayed them so many times. Yeah, I love yeah. that show. By the way, I thought yep. it was great. Yeah. So this dude, this guy wrote Hey Dude. That's like, awesome. Give it up for this guy, right? All right. That's awesome. So, anyway, back to things that matter. You know, like the IMDb <laughs> rating, three point nine out of ten. Too high. Too, too high. high. Rotten Tomato four percent. Last Yo, week we had a five. This is too high. I'm sorry. It's too high. It's about right. Unfortunately, it's it's too high. It's about right. <laughs> this movie's not very good, is it? No. <laughs> Metacritic twenty three percent, and in parentheses it says doesn't exist. No, oh, I'm confused. I'll I read it because I'm that. like I'm like uh, you know I'm like Wolf Arrow in Anchorman. You write it, I'll read it. Uh, I just deleted it for you yeah. live right now. Twenty three percent. I'm pretty sure it's twenty three. 23% letterbox 1.8 out of five too high. too high. I think it's about right. Like it's bad, but I liked it. I like this movie. I don't think, I think you liked I, it. I don't know. I, I went back and forth on this thing. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'll save it. I'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. Annie is looking forward to a Caribbean cruise with her cop boyfriend. Do you think it's weird that they <laughs> say cop boyfriend? Sounds like an insult, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like you're going to single really. it out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Annie is reprising your role as Sandra Bullock. Alex, who purchased the tickets to make up for lying about working on the SWAT team. (laughs) When I first read this, I thought it was the opposite. Like he was lying about not being on the SWAT team. I thought he was lying about being on the SWAT team. Yeah, he said, oh, he's a big shot SWAT team member. (laughs) And really, he's just a cop on the beach. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. I thought he was I yeah. thought he was building himself up to be like a hot shot and he wasn't, <laughs> but it, it's the opposite of that. The way that's written is very confusing. But he he bought the tickets before he got busted for lying. True. If it was up to him, he never would have got caught lying. True. Anyways, their trip turns dangerous. However, when an explosion disables the ship's communication system and it becomes clear that the vessel is under someone else's control. The vessel. When I think the of vessel. vessel, I think of like a being, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think of the yeah, literal ship vessel. A vessel. Yeah. Someone's vessel, like Vigo, you know? <laughs> he is a vessel. <laughs> yeah. Like Oscar's a vessel yeah. for Vigo. Yeah. yeah. I think of Vigo and, and Oscar. 
Alex and Annie must fight for survival as they discover that John Geiger, by the way, bad name. For I love it. I actually love John it. Geiger. Get out of here. Geiger. A crazed passenger is behind the chaos. That's, crazed, that's what, cra- crazy is a good word. That's, that is one way to put it, man. Yeah. All right. I'm already having fun. I'm having more yeah. fun doing this right now than watching this movie. And I don't yeah. say that very often on this show. I'll yeah. say that. All right. The now, vessel. These, <laughs> the ve- here's Let's some vessels vessel. for, yeah. for some movie poster taglines. These are, I'm pulling these and I'll pull a Ron Burgundy and I'll say this. Yeah. And this is hilarious that they put this as a tagline, but the first one is two thumbs up. <sighs> He's just shaking his head, people. He's shaking his head. Well, uh, <laughs> I get it though, because I like this movie. Like it's, a, that was the first time I watched it. I kind of liked it. Two thumbs up? But if Siskel and Ebert liked it, and even if they objectively think it's bad and they want you to go see it because they had enjoyment yeah. from it, then maybe a thumb up is not so bad. Th- I'll not say this. A bad thing there. They, I'm pretty sure Roger Ebert, before he passed away, RIP, said that this is one of the movies that he frequently got called a hack movie critic for liking. So they, I mean, I, we can get into it later, but most people hated this movie. Well, and I don't, I don't like to hate on something. I'm going to try to keep it positive. I don't like to hate on something, but I do have some strong feelings and I think the runtime is part of it. Can so, I say something controversial? Yeah. Go ahead. I think, I think that most film critics are hacks. Right? <laughs> it's, it's inherently a hack based, uh, you know, profession, I feel. Especially, well, now you have to call. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right now, people. I wish you could see his face right now. All right. Well, we just insulted half our audience, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, 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 hacks adjacent, too. we're hacks adjacent. I mean, yeah, we're not. We're, we're, not, we're not critiquing these movies, but we're certainly giving our opinions. But I don't know. No, you know what I mean, though. I, I know what you're saying. You got to get I, a know, hot take. If you're, yeah, you know, you give an objective view of of how you feel the film is, right? I got you. But to like to critique Speed Two, it's like it's it's it it shouldn't be done because this movie <laughs> isn't made to be critiqued. It's either <laughs> let's watch the boat blow up or let's not. You know, it's not about is this a good film. Right? Like we're not asking that question. No, and I don't think it's trying to be a good film. And I think yeah. these are the ones that you as a critic you're watching and you're probably just like, All right, I gotta watch Speed Two Cruise Control now. Like yeah. I don't I don't but, want but to. you're taking you're taking it out of the movie because you're being forced to watch a movie that you know is not good. But right. it's the movie knows it's not good, but that's so it's like this movie it, doesn't know it's not. It's good. like a circle. Think. It's like a circle jerk of like, this is a good. We know it is a good. Here it is. It'll entertain you. And, and the profession of film critic is to critique films. And here you are giving a grade for speed two when it, it doesn't deserve a grade. It, like it's gradeless. It, I, it, you know, I just I'll say this and, and I, I am going to come back to this in a minute, but. The thing I think the issue that I have with this movie is it does take itself seriously. It thinks it is yeah. good, well, and and I'm not. Well, I don't yeah. know. Well, I'll save it. We'll come back to it because I have some thoughts on that. So like we we talk about a Rotten Tomato score of four, and we talked about a Major League Two last week being a Rotten Tomato score of five. So all these people that are giving bad grades to Major League Two and Speed Two Cruise Control, I don't know. It's what do the opinion? The opinions don't matter. Because Maybe they're upset that they they spent so much money on it. Like I don't, I don't know. I get it. You're right, though. It is yeah. sort of hack adjacent in some ways because you have to take out your frustration on this thing, and it 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 
But it shouldn't be done because no right. one's going into this uh, thinking it's, like, it's a great movie. Of course, Major League Two isn't a good movie, quote unquote. But like right. the, nobody's going to see it to like watch, you know, art. You know, we're going to see it to to laugh at Pedro Serrano and, right. and Tanaka, right? You're not going to put it up there with Oppenheimer. Yeah, and, uh, right. You know, like I that get could your be point. that could be critiqued. Yeah, Oppenheimer sure. could be critiqued. But I think so, there's a yeah. there there's a there's a subset of people that probably just hate something that isn't a film. You know, like yeah. I hate that this exists. I hate entertainment, you know, and, and I, I think there's good entertainment and there's bad entertainment and somebody may love this movie. And I think I like a lot of bad movies, objectively bad movies. Like yeah. I like a lot of those movies, like, all of those action films and stuff from the eighties. Like I like those. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, there's major leagues and minor leagues and like yes. you know, the, the farm system of baseball, you know, we're in baseball season. Let's, we shouldn't be judging major league two and yes. speed two and Batman and Robin alongside of, you know, the great movies of the summer, right? There should be two categories. Like, is this movie better or worse than Batman and Robin? Is this movie better or worse than Con Air? Like, we could rate that against themselves. And of course, Con Air would receive a 10 out of 10, right? If you're ranking it in that lower tier, in the minor leagues fair. of action movies of the summer, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to put it because there's entertainment and there's film. And like you said, yeah. there's minor league and major league. And I think with this, if it entertains you and something makes you feel either you're having a good time or or you're enjoying what you're watching, then that's great. Like I don't think someone should say, Hey, you're an idiot because you like this movie. I personally didn't love this movie, but yeah. I'm okay if someone did like right. it. Like that, that's I'm not my gonna, main point. Yeah. That's my main point is critiquing a piece of art, which I guess you could say this movie is, and all movies are, it's some form of art. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, the beauty is the beholder is all I'm saying. I, we're going to come back to this in a minute because I think there is a lot more that we can get into about what makes it maybe different than the first one. And that's how we, maybe we can tackle it, but hang on for a second. Cause I think we'll come back to that. Sorry. I got no, a sidetracked no. here with the tagline. Listen, when it comes up, you gotta, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go, go into we gotta it go. because we gotta get into it. We gotta yeah. get into it because it was the perfect time to, to get into that. So I think it was, I think it was a good thing. And you know what? Roger Ebert did get it, give it two thumbs up, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. that was literally on the poster. And I'm yeah. sure they would put that on there. Most people didn't, but they did. Do you think that ever in his life, their lives, Siskel and Ebert were ever bought? Ooh, was there man. ever a time, or was it rampant, but it was always like, Hollywood's dirty secret where you, I think, you could buy Siskel and or Ebert to give one of their, one of your movies a thumb up. I think now you could, cause you know, everybody's like a, like an influencer, yeah. but I think back then there was, I don't know, maybe they had a little, maybe I would have, I would have been so viable man. if I were one of those two, I'd have been like, yeah, just give me a little, that something. would have been a bombshell. Like, could you imagine the $10,000 just to th- put my thumb in the air, maybe get, come on. Could you imagine the controversy yeah. if that oh, came man. out that they they were bought? The jackal thumbs up, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Batman and Robin thumbs way up. Fun for the whole family. But how much money would it take to do that? Because you can't. Oh, because then everything's thumbs up. Then everything's yeah. thumbs up. Do they have a sideways thumbs? I don't know if they did that. I don't did know. They, they do should have. They should have. Yeah, it's like half a half score. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, back to taglines. Rush hour hits the water. Eh. Man, Rush Hour was out after this? Before this? I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just talking about or Rush Hour. Or was it like Rush like Hour? Oh, like Rush like, Hour. Okay. Oh, so it's like Rush Hour Speed. So yeah. I get it. I it get wasn't it, a capital it, H, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I don't remember when that came out. Uh, it's too confusing. Don't like it. There you go. From the director of Speed and Twister. That's These just really facts. These are really good taglines. That's just facts. 
<laughs> like if you got a fact for two thumbs up. Rush Hour hits the waters, maybe. Director of Speed and Twister. And then this one, 120 minutes of pure thrills. No. I would highly dispute Generic. that. Like uh, yeah, it's too long. <laughs> I guess we got to go. Rush Hour hits the water, but yeah, and it's not its fault. The movie Rush Hour didn't exist before this, but like because it exists now, I'm confused. I'm pretty sure that Rush Hour was when was Rush Hour? It was probably ninety ninety probably right 98. around this time. Ninety eight. It was okay next year. Okay, next so year. yeah, so they knew it was coming. They do. Uh, budget man. Now this is this is a really interesting one. So you talk about this. So somebody wrote this guy a check for $160 million. And just Jeez. for reference, yeah. the first movie, Speed 1, which was, I think it was 94, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, $30 million. $30 million, and this was $160 million. The yeah. worldwide return on this thing was 164 So it was an absolute flop for what they spent. Yeah. And Speed 1 <laughs> turned 161 on $30 million. And I hate to dive too deep into the financials, but... Did this look like a $160 million movie outside of that last scene? What studio like gave, like wrote that check? Is this is this the Saudi backer from from <laughs> from Vinny Chase from Entourage? That when he made Vinny Ian? Is this is that the guy who who produced this movie? I think, you know, and the thing is, when I tell you the fact that like it's the same director, like when I saw this, I thought there's no way in hell this is the same director as the first one. There's no way it's the same people involved. Like I get it. The first one was wildly successful and they wanted to have Keanu Reeves in this. Like that was the original plan and he did, he backed out and they changed it. And there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff you could read about it, but $160 million is a lot of money to spend on this thing. And when they turn around and look, I'm just going to say this out there. It won a Razzie for worst picture. Jan Devant. It's, it's Jan, right? It's Jan, not Jan. And then who knows? Worst actress, Razzie Awards, Sandra Bullock. That's, uh, that's worst mean. worst screen couple, Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick. That's, that's fair. Worst supporting actor, which I highly dispute, Willem Dafoe. That's nominee. a lie. That's a so lie. they they were all nominee nominated for these things. And then it won worst sequel remake. I don't I didn't look up what it won against. Worst but, director, worst screenplay, worst can, original song. Can I say something? Yeah. I hate the Razzies. Yeah. I don't like it because, again, who are you? It. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> it's like they're the same thing with the with the film critics. How dare you? How dare you? And you're gonna put Sandra Bullock's name in your mouth? I mean, she wasn't very good in this, but yeah, I she don't blame care. her. Like the screenplay yeah. was. She not didn't great. have anything to do. True. For a, she was the biggest star in this in this movie, right? That's fair. Hands yeah. down, bigger than Patrick, bigger than Defoe at the time. And they gave her nothing to do except be like a wet blanket. She was, yeah. she was like a, a, an amped up version of her like neurotic self from the first movie, but she like did less than she did in Speed yes. One. She was, she was one of the best parts of the first yeah. movie, and they really wasted her in this. They, they made they, Jason Patrick the star of the movie, and that was the mistake. He was, and look, I know it's the triumphant return of Jason Patrick from Lost Boys. I am not a Jason Patrick aficionado, right? Like I know him from Lost Boys and I know him from Entourage and now this movie. But I don't even think that he was that bad in this. Like he just, they, none of them had anything to work with. So if you're going to give him a Razzie or screenplay, I'll take that. They they can have it because they didn't give him anything to work with. And then, so I don't know how you feel about the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, but it also uh, was 
nominated with their work. <laughs> well, here, here's an oddly specific <laughs> award for you. <laughs> Check this out. It was a 1997 nominee for a Stinker Award for quote worst screenplay for a film grossing more than 100 million using Hollywood math. And then it also was worst sense of direction. Stop them before they direct again. Jan de Bond. Now okay. he went on and, and did another movie, right? Twister and all these other things. So like, it, you know, it was not so bad. Now, Jan de Bond co-wrote this movie. So he gets flack for that. Yes. And that's fair. I wouldn't call this a, a poorly directed movie. No, it was directed well. Actually, it was yeah. directed well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was edited poorly. Like in terms of they didn't make cut cut choices. Yeah, like, right. It was professionally made. Put it that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. They used all that money. They did. And they, they definitely they, used oh, it. They yeah. definitely used it. Oh, they used it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I saw this on IMDb, and I think this is the problem with this movie. Okay. Jan de Bont had the idea for the film after having a recurring nightmare about a cruise ship crashing into an island. Ooh. You remember when we talk about an incident film? Yes. He wanted to make an incident film. Okay. You see, okay, so, and that's the problem because our number one issue is the two-hour time limit, right? I'm fine with movies being over two hours, but like not, not throwaway action movies, right? Like even, even the Van Dams and the Seagal movies, let's get me out of here in 90 minutes, right? Yeah. We're here to do a job. Let's do the job in 90 minutes, right? 90 or less. Yeah. So he took this, this idea and made it the centerpiece of his movie and he stuck it an hour, 45 minutes in, right? And it's the reason why it was such a, it had such a high budget, right? That had to have been the, the biggest money spender of the movie other than the star power, which there was none besides Bullock. And we all know that women don't get paid very well, especially in the 90s. Yeah. So I'm Hollywood. sure Bullock's price tag wasn't all that big. It's just a bad idea to focus your movie around one singular scene like that. And if it's not going to be iconic. Well, that's that's the truth, right? Because as this movie was going on, and I, I think I texted you this as I was watching it, but it's like, Every 30 minutes, I kept thinking like, okay, it's going to end now, right? It's going to end now. And it just kept going. And I think you could have done the boat crashing into an island as a premise, but he made the whole movie on the boat outside of the opening scene of her doing the driver's test and, and, and the motorcycle chase to kind of set up who they were. And I liked that. I liked the beginning. So I feel like that was kind of necessary. I do too. And I wish more of it was off the boat and maybe yeah. maybe the second half was on the boat or something. Like they could have done more with that. And I feel like there was so many unnecessary things on the boat Yeah, that right. it, it just felt really long. It felt like yeah. a slog, didn't it? Here's the thing, right? So I liked the dynamic of their relationship. I liked the idea of she just yeah. found out that he's a liar. He's not a peaceful beach cop. He's actually just as nuts as Keanu Reeves, her previous boyfriend, who we learned that she broke up with. And he lied about it. And now here they are on this cruise. He's trying to make it better. And he's like thinking of proposing to her, which is absurd. But we'll get into that later. (laughs) I like that kind of idea of like, this is the basis of the movie for starting this relationship, right? And then they, after like the initial like argument about it, it kind of was never explored again. Right. Like, had this movie been them side by side, doing things together, and also having their relationship clash or get stronger, they kind of went the opposite direction. They were both doing heroic things at different ends of the boat at different times at all times. That's true. Right? Isn't that like, that's just the opposite of building your characters. Yeah, it it just, it felt 
it just felt really off. Like it yeah. felt really disjointed. And I don't, it just didn't have a flow to me because even, even the fact that it was on the boat, right? There was things that were happening on the boat that didn't really matter. Like they tried yeah. to make you feel something for this girl who I was hearing impaired and, and she had this weird thing going on with Jason Patrick. Like how many times did they almost start and stop the boat? Like I, I yeah. just kept going yeah. and it just felt right. like it didn't, I'm trying yeah. not to bash it here. I, I swear. I I'm trying not to, no. I, I just, it was odd. It just had a really weird flow. You had the deaf girl getting trapped in the elevator, which took time. You have Defoe doing like, basically parlor tricks like <laughs> fake explosions and fake fires and locking doors that just took <laughs> way too much time he wasn't and that's the thing he wasn't a violent guy he killed no. like what he killed one guy pretty violent so like but. yeah I'll get, I'll, there's i have a problem with that one yeah we'll get into that we'll, we'll build scale him. and then you have like i said patrick and bullock being heroes at different times not on screen together if you combine them to do their things together we could have saved time there too. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And this is my theory. And I don't mean to paint Jason Patrick in a bad light because I don't know him at all. I, 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 you would think I'm a big I'm a big friend of Jason Patrick's, but blow your mind, I don't know him. <laughs> He's not on your do speed dial. Do you think he saw the script and felt a little outshined by Sandra Bullock and thought, wait a minute, I'm the action star of this movie. I don't want to be sharing screen time with Sandra Bullock. Give me my own action scenes. I I saw something before this that said he signed on thinking that there was certain rewrites that he wanted. And when he got in and yeah. started filming, it wasn't that way. So it certainly could have been. That's, maybe there what was something. I, that's what made me think about it when you brought that up to me. Is that maybe, I don't know, maybe he didn't like the shine and maybe they get... Gave, they gave him a little more screen time in the editing room. That's possible. Based on his concessions. Well, what, I mean, I want to talk about Jack versus Alex in a minute, but but before, maybe instead of doing that, let me ask you, would this movie have been better with Keanu Reeves? Assume that it was the exact same script, exact exact same plot. I mean, assuming, you know, enough yeah. that they could say, hey, they're still together or something, yes. right? Maybe they're on va- their honeymoon instead of it being like a, you know, but yeah, the right. same scenes- would it have been better? Could Keanu have saved this? Yeah, they could have been like they're broken up or they're they're on the outs, and Keanu bought these tickets without her permission. Last right. ditch effort to save the relationship. She she begrudgingly goes right. Yeah, definitely. Just because of the history that's there, the nostalgia for the first movie, it doesn't it it feels like a continuation and not something new attacked on. Yeah, because I think even just that intro scene, you liked it. I liked it too. Like I liked because. And I think what makes you like the first one so much, and I think the the best part of the first one was the dynamic between all of the different characters. Because you had Jack, played by Keanu Reeves, and the relationship with Annie. You had the bus passengers. And I want to ask you, like, which one do you think is better? But you also had the Jeff Daniels character and the Jack relationship. Like, this just felt like a bunch of people doing different things. It yeah. didn't feel that there was any type of stakes outside of the relationship. And even the yeah. bad guy, like there was no connection. Like you had Dennis Hopper who yep. knew the the police. You know, it just didn't feel, it felt like a guy had a nightmare about a boat crashing into an island. That's exactly and what decided, I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I want to make a movie about a boat yeah. crashing into an island. Like, and let me just put these characters. We'll fill the rest later. Speed one had magic of like, 
the the passengers on the bus as small as the roles they had, like uh, freaking Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You had the bus driver, you know, corpse hair. Uh, yeah, corpse hair. <laughs> a lot, a lot of those characters on that bus were like gave comic relief, which it needed, right? Let's make this ridiculous action movie. Let's put some laughs in here too. There were no, there were they tried to do some laughs with uh, with uh, you know classic that guy Mike Haggerty right he's, he's that guy's been in one episode of every TV show yeah. ever made the guy with the bushy mustache that guy's awesome yeah and, and a lot of jokes that didn't land versus having like legitimately good side characters or even giving Jason Patrick a co-star or not even a co-star like Cancer Bullock's obviously the co-star but like one of the captains, one of the, the the captain's crew be like his guy on the side who's also funny, like a Steve Zahn type, right? Let's have that guy tell some jokes, like be the funny sidekick guy, not both of the both of those crewmates were like super serious and kind of whiny, right? Yeah. I, I thought it brought the movie down. I agree with you. And and I'm going to probably pronounce his name wrong, but uh, T- Tamira Morrison, he he plays uh, Boba Fett in, in the, the Star Wars prequels and, and you know, the Book of Boba Fett and all the other Star Wars uh, prequel type shows. Like he was in this and he's a good actor, but even him, they didn't really give him anything to work with. You had a bunch of the like ship crew guys. The captain died immediately. Like you didn't really get to know him. And and then they had like the photographer guy that was kind of hanging out with Jason Patrick for a minute, but you didn't get to know anybody. And it just felt like a bunch of different people were doing different things. And And honestly, even Willem Dafoe was underused in this too. Like it did, it felt very disjointed and like, I don't know. I just think being on a boat was a bad choice in my opinion. It just felt like it didn't make sense. Yeah. They probably got to the, the boat hijacking too late and that's what started. Yeah. That's what, that's why the movie feels slow. Yeah. I, I just, I kept thinking about this the whole time and I thought of picking the boat, you know, like, You've said this to me before. You you said this before we recorded. It's the land, air, and sea thing. They already did land. They did the bus. And that yeah. was that was thrilling, right? There was a lot of thrills to that. Sure. I just feel like it's hard to make a boat exciting because it's not really that fast when you really think about it. If you're in a plane or something, the danger of that crashing is very high. Yeah. And a boat sinking... I'm not saying it's a tragic, not a tragic thing, but it happens a lot slower than a plane crash. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I feel like, like, but maybe the plane's been done, so they said, "Hey, let's yeah. do a boat." I, 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 there's two things. One, you're right, the plane has been done. And two, what's in the sky? You're True. just driving. You're driving through air, right? There's no obstacles. True. There's no. There's no imminent danger until it starts to nosedive, right? With the boat, it's like, oh no, we're sinking a little bit. Oh no, the propellers—we can't jump out. We'll get sucked in. Oh no, there's a there's a boat we're about to another boat we're about to crash into. Right? With the plane, there's nothing you can do outside of the plane, but there's something you can do outside of a bus and a boat. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I think it gives you more options, and you just have you don't see many movies on on like this type of a movie on a boat. So I like the idea of it on a boat. You're right. It is funny how it's kind of slow, but. You can't really gauge speed that well on a plane either because you're not outside of it. That's true. So, you know, so it feels like a cozy ride where they're going 200 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, maybe, and let's talk about the boat and just the premise of this thing. 
I don't know. Have you been? Have you ever been on a boat? I mean, like a like a cruise ship. No, been on a ferry. Never been on a cruise. I went on a cruise like probably over ten years ago at this point. It wasn't like the biggest cruise, but it also was bigger than this boat. And do you think this boat was big enough? I think it should have been bigger. Maybe, what kind of part are you looking for? <laughs> this looked like a yacht to me. It didn't like like when you look at the I don't know what is it the. Norwegian cruises, they got those gigantic yeah. boats, so like the Titanic. Yeah. With like, like this was sort of freaking in, yeah. Ferris, Ferris wheels and roller coasters yeah. and stuff on it. Yeah. Maybe there's too many people then yeah. and they would have to have a seven hundred million dollar budget if they did that. Yeah. But it just seemed like a smaller boat than what I would have I expected. Know. Did you see that suite though? It, yeah, it was pretty that good. That seemed like a big room for a for a cruise. That aren't aren't those rooms typically very small? Yes. And I'm telling you what. The inside of this boat that they showed you was not yeah. that boat. I mean, it, it yeah. literally wasn't. It was an L.A. Uh-huh. soundstage. But, yeah. like, the inside of that boat was a lot bigger than what you would see. Boat Now, yeah. boats are impressive when you go in some of these things. Like, it's like a shopping mall in some of these things. But they had skeet shooting on this boat. Yeah. Now, did that shock you? Because it shocked me. Yeah, that's because of the the world we live in today, right? You're not going to have a gun and just hand it to some rando <laughs> on a boat. You could back in 1997, but not, not today. Also, like just shooting yeah. things into the ocean and just polluting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's geez. like them just golfing yeah. off the side of the yeah. boat, like whatever. Just Yeah. I'm sure they had drives. Into the, why do you think Defoe had the clubs? Like there was probably a driving range where you just, just hacking golf balls into the ocean. These poor whales. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get Costanza out there to, to to rip the ball out of the blowhole. Yeah, hole. because I kept wondering, like, why did he bring golf clubs with him? Because <laughs> were they going to stop somewhere, or was he just going to yeah. be hacking them off? The, no, I think the they deck. were going to an island. I assume there had to have been a yeah. golf course on that island. If well, not, do. if not, then the clubs make no sense. I just thought it was it was kind of odd, and yeah. you know, I I did like the skeet shooting in the fact that it came back around and he used the yeah. guns. Like yeah. that was a good nice hey. touch. Before we forget about this, speaking of golf, did you like the touch of like when Jason Patrick was scoping out the scene when yes. he first got on the boat where he's like, this guy made a big stick about his clubs, but he's not even watching the the golf tournament on TV I, right there. Dude. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? Super cop? Like, he sussed that out right away. <laughs> so like, does does the guy have to watch the golf show for, to be a golf fan? Hey, if you're an know. avid golfer, you don't get to turn away. Know, you're a football man. fan. Yeah. What if football is going on at the bar? You say you're a big football fan. You're not even looking at it. But and I guess if, if it, it's like the Browns what, and the yeah. Bengals. What if, I was about to, why is it always Browns Bengals? Why is it always Browns Bengals? <laughs> I guess these days it's not so bad, but what's, what's well, the so, worst game you say, could watch? Some might say Cowboys Giants. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gi- Giants Commanders, I think is the new one. I always used to say Browns and Bengals, and I guess yeah. I'd watch the Bengals now. But back in the day, yeah. you would not watch. You would not want to watch yeah. that game. Titans, Colts. I don't know. But you're right, though. I thought that that it was a super cop. Like, but he didn't earn any of it, did he? To you, like he just was no. really good at it. And yeah, all he did was ride a motorcycle to me. What do I know about him? I don't know. He he's. I liked him in Lost Boys, but in this, I just feel like he didn't have much to work with, and it just yeah. it was rough. I, yeah, I don't know if how respected he is as an actor. Like he was okay to me. Like I don't, he doesn't nothing special. I I love this movie Sleepers. I love this movie Sleepers. Uh, but you know he's good at it. But yeah. he gets outshined by Kevin Bacon and Brad Pitt and De Niro. You know Billy Crudup's in it. Like that's a big cast. That's yeah. a big cast. It's like he's clearly the worst one. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's like how are you going to go against that? I, I I think there's a reason why this guy didn't go on to like be. 
a mainstream action star. I just know him from, like I said, from Lost Boys and from Entourage. And in Entourage, he plays sort of like an over, I don't know, the over serious action star. And I I never really had exposure to him outside of that. And that's how I always think of Jason Patrick when I, when I see him. I bet that role in episode is just an extension of his his real life personality, where he was like in on the joke. Yeah. He allowed himself to be made fun of in that. You way. would hope so, yeah. I guess. But yeah. I I think the thing about the boat too, and and we mentioned this earlier, is you said it a little bit. It's like how can you go fast on this thing? I just felt like even when they were about to crash stuff, right? Like how much how fast are they really going? And they gave this <laughs> excuse of they all had life jackets on and it's like, Oh my God, we're going to crash. And they're so far away from where they're going to crash. Like it just, and I looked this up by the way, because I think you said, what is it? 17 knots. Well, how, how fast is that? Right. Yeah. Let me blow your mind right now. 17 knots is the equivalent of 19.5 miles per hour. (laughs) That's not that fast. To be fair though, if you get into a car accident at 19, it's a pretty good collision. Now you take, you take the tonnage of the boat. That's serious. It's it's also a lot bigger though, and I feel yeah. like look, I don't want to belittle an accident. An accident, I'm sure, is serious. But let's say you're on that thing and you have two choices. One, you're gonna stand in the front of the boat like an idiot yeah. and let crash into an oil tanker so it explodes. Yeah. So that was the other thing. They were talking about it exploding. So that's a series of dangers there. Or you go to the back and let the front, you know, smash in. Or you put your life jacket on and you jump off the side. Okay. What do you do? But they told you that you'll get sucked in by the propellers. Dude, do so you not if, believe that? No, I don't believe it because everyone okay. else that they were bashing into, all these other people, did they all get sucked into the propellers? Okay. Jump off the side. Yeah, they probably did. They just didn't want to, it's PG-13. They didn't want to show the blood. Um, okay. You on a cruise with, with the last wife, right? Yeah. This goes down. Boat gets hijacked. It's either this or it's Captain Phillips, whatever movie you want. All right. You're jumping off the side? On that little boat? Yeah, I'm jumping yeah. off the side. On that little, the, wow, that little boat. Look at this Com- guy. Compared this to- yacht, This yacht isn't big <laughs> enough for a Drew. No, I'm saying compared to like the kind you see on, you know, you go look at the Carnival commercial where it's the yeah. Titanic. Yeah, I'm yeah. not jumping off of that. Yeah, you're talking about stories. Yeah, you're not going to get injured doing a pencil off of the side, but you're <laughs> not going to believe you're going to get sucked into the, I believe no. you get sucked into the propellers. I, no, I'm not getting sucked in the propellers. It's like no when way. the bus driver told you don't stick your arm out, you'll, you'll lose your arm. Like I if believe you, that too. If you jump in the front of it and it goes over you, maybe you'll get sucked in the propellers or you jump you'll get off. hit by it though. If you jump in the front, <laughs> it'll hit you. But if you go off the side, you really yeah. believe you're getting sucked in the propeller. That That's, they're not. Yes. No, it's not going to you, happen. You, you're, no you know way. what you're doing right now? You're disrespecting the ocean. <laughs> you 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 don't realize that you're not jumping far off the side. And then the velocity at which you fall, you're going to go below the the base of, I don't know what the, the hell the boats or parts are called. You're going to drop below the base of the boat, right? Where the propeller is. And at that point, when you try to swim up, you're going to go up and also back towards the propeller and your swim speed is not as fast as that way that propeller sucking you. So you would rather die on the boat and crash into an oil tanker than take your chance and jump off the side and hope that you, you have a life jacket. You're not going on the propeller. Here's what you do. 
you brace for impact. And as the boat hits the tanker, hopefully the, the propeller stops because of damage. And then you jump. And then you jump. Yeah. You wait. Or you yeah. wait till Jason Patrick sticks a giant chain around the yeah. around the thing. Yeah. I, you you dis- know what they you're disrespecting. You know what they could have done? And that they would have they would have written one line in there and they yeah. could have done it, and then I would have not disrespected the ocean. Yeah. Hey, don't jump into the don't jump into the off the side of the boat. You're either gonna get sucked into the propellers, and these are shark-infested waters. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm not going. Okay, the like, sharks. You, you respect the sharks. You'll I respect, respect the, the sharks yeah. because there was people swimming off the side, and when they were crashing into all those people in St. Martin, yeah. those people were jumping off the sides. They were all getting crashed into. And I also yeah. have another problem with that too, because during that whole part, all these people were jumping off, and everyone else is just hanging out in the water like no big deal. Like there's not a giant boat. I mean, it's a little boat, right? But it's not a gigantic boat. Yeah, coming through, that's like standing on the side of the highway and a bunch of like fifty car pile up, and you don't, you just don't get out of the way. Like you're just hanging out. Yeah. Come on now, I, mean, I, on. I can't imagine a death worse than gasping for air while I'm getting chopped up by a propeller. <laughs> so I'm not even going to test that. Uh, I you tell me, you tell me it. the propeller's going to get me. I believe you. I'm staying on the boat. I don't believe it. I right. don't. And and maybe I'm dead by it. I don't know. But I don't believe it. I I'll take my chances. I'm jumping off the side. Okay. And it, it, as long as it's not fifty stories high, that you know boat, this, I think I would do it. You know the saying: "It's your funeral." Yeah, the casket's going to be closed, man, because there's going to be no body in there, buddy. <laughs> That's the headliner right there. Yeah. Let me cut it right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, enough about the boat. What about yeah. Annie? I, I I don't know where where has she been since this last movie. I I, I spent twenty I spent forty five minutes bashing this movie, and now I'm like, no, okay, let's it, talk about Annie. It's fine. Um, we know that she dated Keanu Reeves. What's his name? Jack. Jack Traven, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he gave her pepper spray for her birthday, and she didn't like that. And they uh, and we talked about this in our speed episode about would the relationship last? And I believe we were prophetic in saying that. Just because you have, you, you you know, you think you fall in love because of a traumatic experience, that's that's a fleeting feeling, yeah. and that's exactly what happened here. They they broke up because she didn't like the wild Jack, right? And, and she sort of went against it, and she was upset when Jason Patrick lied to her yeah. about being right. that cop, right? She, so you're right. She she told uh, Jason Patrick's character Alex, "I last dated a renegade cop. I don't like that. I need a safer guy." So that's why, and then, so this entire relationship is based on a lie. If if I'm not mistaken, we did speculate on that in our, I think it was episode 62. I'll put it in the show 62. notes. 62. You know, you know. But I believe that we did say that that was not going to last. And it clearly didn't. It did not. It, it did not. not. And other than that, like, what's there to say about Sandra Bullock's character? Like, first of all, America's sweetheart. She's, yeah, you know, she's great. Great. She's she's great at what she does in this movie, but they don't give her a lot to do. She does a couple of heroic things. I like. I wish they would have explored the relationship further. They didn't. So other than that, she's just like kind of here, but doing less than driving the bus in an emergency in, in one. Right? They, they kind of wasted, wasted her. her. They wasted they her. Yeah, they wasted her. I, I think they tried to show you that she's quirky by doing the driver's test in the beginning, and that was her. And and I don't know. I just. I was talking to you about this recently, and I was actually talking to my dad about this today, and I was thinking about this. Two questions. One, like I took my driver's test, it was a long time ago, right? And in in the United States here, as we are in Pennsylvania, 
there was a, a protocol. You got to do parallel parking. You got to do all this other stuff. But like, as a driver's instructor, if you, if you were a driver's instructor, how bad does a student need to be driving before you're like, I'm out? And they tell you yeah. to just get the heck I, out of here. I think you can pull that trigger real quick. Can you? Pull over. I'm driving. You failed. Yeah. This guy, this guy was If patient. you were reckless, the second she changed lanes that swiftly, yeah. that would have been it. Pull over. <laughs> you're done. Right? But on the other hand, imagine being a, you know, a novice driver and you get caught in like a police chase situation where it's like, what do you, you do? panic? You don't know. Like, do I pull over? Do I, do I get out of the way? How do I do this? Like, I, I, I understand that. That's, that's gotta yeah. be rough. I was kind of waiting for her to like crash into the police brigade there. Me too. It didn't happen. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I, I said this to you the other day too. Like when we took our driver's test, I mean, I'm going to date myself here. Backup cameras weren't on cars. Yep. They didn't have all these sensors and things. Like, are you supposed to use the backup camera now, or do they fail you for using the backup camera? Like, if you, because back in the day, right, you oh, had to look behind you. Are you, you supposed to? You can't fail a person for looking at the backup camera. They it's have a tool. To, right? It's a tool to use. It's like, it's like saying in the, I don't know, back before the rear view mirror was invented. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, what are you going to put up? Going to put a piece of duct tape over the rear view mirror so they can't use it while they while they test? What are you going to do? They're going to turn their head around yeah. every five yeah. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your head out the window. You can't. <laughs> you can't deny technology. <laughs> even though i personally i you know i use the rear the, the backup camera maybe like 25 percent of the time i'll still look back because I, I don't I, trust it i trust is, me i'm just the visual of something yeah. with duct tape on the yeah. rear all right it's time for the test is it <laughs> get the duct tape out i remember dude i don't know if i told you this but back in the day i used to drive a, a 1986 fiero gt oh. uh, it was my dad's like car that he had that he let me drive sometimes right the rear view mirror would fall off oh was it hanging oh it, it slid on so you could you could yeah. slide it on and off it was like a magnet on the on the window but yeah. i remember driving one time and the thing fell off and it's like yeah. what do you do no, that's awesome. Like everyone has that. Like uh, my first car did this. My first car did that. That's a good one. I, there was a point in time where my driver's side door didn't open. <laughs> the handle broke and I had to get in through the passenger side. I knew a guy that had to get in through the trunk, through his hatch. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. <laughs> it's not easy though. It's, it's not easy to cross that, that center, that center console. You know what though? I mean, tell me you appreciate your car more now because you oh, yeah. did that. Like, sure. I know that's an old man thing to say, yeah. but honestly, like, you got to get through it so yep. that you can appreciate what you have yeah. now. All you kids out there that your parents bought you BMW for your 16th birthday, <laughs> it's like, good for you. I mean, if you have it, drive it. But I don't know, man. You just, there's something special yeah. about those good old days the with, with, the, with the beaters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go tell you to trade it in for a beater. Yeah. Like, no, please, by all means, drive for BMW, but like, must be nice. There, there is something about appreciating what you had and like those old yeah. cars. Like I remember, my light wouldn't pop up, so I had to get up and pop the hood and pop the light. I had yeah. to do it manually. It's all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's uh, oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, we're gonna have a two-hour episode on speed two cruise <laughs> control because of all these different, different uh, tangents. So, what about Alex, Jason, Patrick? What about him? Like, how long can you lie about being a beach cop before I mean, she? What finds about him? him? What about him? Um, so the relationship has started off on a lie, a very big lie, a lie that he knows if he tells her the truth, he even admits it as much when she found yeah. out. What was I going to do? Blow it and tell you? Violation like, so, or not? Total violation. 
he knew that if he didn't lie, he wasn't going to get to date her. Which for her should be an automatic dump. But for him, it's worth the risk. I guess. What's there, what's there to lose? What's there to lose? Right. But really, if you start a relationship off on a lie that big, it's like you're, you know, she's going to find out eventually. Uh, you got to tell her. You got to tell her right away. I don't know. What, do you, what, what You can't just lie to somebody I like that. I think you got to tell her. Because you're going to find out. It's not like he's a secret agent like Harry Tasker. Like you yeah. said that earlier. He can hide it and say he's a computer salesman because he's in like the CIA, essentially. Yeah. This guy's going to be on TV. He's an LAPD officer. Look, he could even say, I'm a regular cop. Yes. Sometimes there are situations. He doesn't have to like say that his nickname is like Suicide Jack or whatever the heck is. <laughs> the guy called him after the after the, the chase. He could downplay how hardcore he goes, but he doesn't have to lie about who he is. They purposefully tried to make him look super reckless compared to yeah. Keanu Reeves. Like some of the motorcycle moves that he was doing were outrageously reckless. And yeah. I think they were trying to be like, see this guy, this guy's even bigger badass than Jack Trey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Like he was all gung ho. He bought the tickets in advance of the lie. She didn't kind of want to go, but she went. And then when they got there, she was all about the boat and he was pissed off. It's like, dude, you have a lot of making up to do. It's it's you're lucky she went with you on this boat trip, considering the lie you just told, right? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but other than that, like, I feel like we've said it all about this movie as far as like the dynamics. We don't want to have to get into the details of it. You you're either going to watch the movie or you're not. But the thing that got hung me up is this: the ridiculousness of him bringing a, a wedding ring to this trip, right? How long were they dating? Did they say? I don't. It couldn't have been long. Like I feel like, like it's it. definitely under a year and possibly under six months, right? But he just got caught in the largest of lies. He's the one thing that she was not looking for was a renegade cop after dating a renegade cop, right? Well said. So here's this trip that he's hoping to fix, right? And he's bringing a wedding ring. <laughs> you have to make sure she's on board with the relationship before you pull out a let's spend the rest of our lives together, right? Like this what? is absurd. What did they call him? Suicide Alex? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what, how he goes. He goes 100 edge. miles an hour, all or nothing, right? He's just yeah. living his life on the edge. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, yeah. I, I think it was certainly a reckless move for that, too. And he kept thinking about doing it, then not doing it. Like, do you think if they, do you think he would have went through with it? Or was he always going to back off unless so he, it went yeah. south? So he legitimately got sick as he was thinking about whipping that ring out, which, by the way, saved it because, yeah, to- not the right time, buddy. Not I the thought, right time. I thought he got sick because yeah. she, like, he couldn't do it, and that's why he got sick. I, I was wondering if it was boat or if it was nerves. Maybe it was both. Yeah, it could be both. Now that I think about it, maybe it was nerves. It had to be more, because he more was- More than the boat. Because yeah. up in the morning, he was, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm skeet shooting. Like, he seemed like it didn't bother him at all. That's why yeah. I thought maybe it was like he was so nervous about it it almost been. happening. Yeah, you might be right there. But like, God, leave the wedding. But let's first, you need to make sure that she's cool with going forward with this with this relationship. Then you wait a couple months. Yeah. If she, you know, is warm to you, then you can propose. Even then, it's a little early, but this guy's this guy's nuts. He is, he is a renegade cop. I definitely felt like it was early because of the way she reacted to when he almost asked her. And she's kind of like, well, we barely even know each other. And we and then they almost broke up. It's yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you know it's too it. soon. 
Let me ask you this. Please, we'll move on if this is too personal a question for you. But yeah. like the idea of like backing out of proposals or oh, like, man. or like, uh, so you got the ring in your possession and you're like, uh, no, not today. Like this happens a lot in movies. Did this happen to you? No. Did you like, did you ever have the ring in your pocket and were like, nope. uh, not today. And then you nope. did it. Then you did it the next day. <laughs> I didn't. I knew exactly what I was going to do when I was going to do it. Like, I mean, I didn't, I yeah. didn't, I had it in my possession, but not on me thinking maybe I'll do it today. Like I had yeah. it cause I had to have yes. it. You knew that today was the day. Right. Yeah. I picked a specific thing for yep. it and that's what I yep. did. And then that girl said no. And then your exactly. current wife, the next exactly. time with your current wife, she said yes. Right. <laughs> as, she, as she's listening to this, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Joking. Um, no, but you're but, uh, right. I, I didn't I have it, that. I, I think about these types of situations a lot. Like I wonder like these impossible percentage of how many times did this happen thing? How many percentage of, of uh, proposals were thought of and audibled before they actually went through them? Like, and it was like a good idea that it audibled or not, not just audible, but like you chicken out. Oh, I not that you. not that you like decided to back out. Like you chicken out. Like you have the ring in your pocket. You're like, oh, I got to propose to the, to this girl. I love her. And then you just get nervous. Then you don't do it. Like, yeah. is it, 10%? Is it 5%? Is it 50%? It's probably a good amount, to be honest, yeah. because you it have, is a nerve-wracking yeah. thing. You just can't pull no? the trigger. You can't pull the trigger. You want to ask, she's probably going to say yes, but you just can't pull the trigger. You have the ring in your pocket. You're like, not today. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it when we go to yeah. the sea. Well, when we're on the beach, we'll do it. I'll do it. And like, I wonder you, how many how many audibles are called percentage-wise. If you don't ask, she can't say no. Now, look, me personally... Like you want to know that she's going to say yes. Like right. I was not yeah. somebody that was going to on a whim propose. That's not right. my personality. Yeah. yeah. But right. I know there are people that do that where it's like they, they either more thrilling or they just, it's but their personality. That's, I'm not but like that's that. not the question though. Like it's not a matter of should you propose? Yeah. It's like, are you chickening out for proposing? I, I mean, I got nervous. I'll tell you, I was yeah. nervous when I did it. It, it. Even though I felt like, like okay, uh, there's a pretty good chance she's, Gonna say yes here. Probably gonna say yes. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) I I (laughs) nerves just got to you, but like no, not not you. But I bet there's a decent percentage out there. Oh, I'm sure of it. Where it's like it it takes two tries or three tries for the guy to like finally like go through with it. It's crazy, man. I'll say like this guy. I thought he was a little of a loose cannon, like you said. He's a renegade cop, renegade proposer. Because I don't think that he should have done that there he, I mean, but he packed it, it in and he, he packed it in and he was right and then he sprung the question on her as they were getting away when they were safe after the tragedy yeah. right which of course she's going to say yes then but like ask her in two weeks right yeah she probably still want to go through with it when this guy's a nut job she doesn't know this guy well she knew he, he knew it was traumatic so that was the best chance of her saying yes because yeah. it was a crazy moment but he almost asked her before the fire alarm went off and they had yeah. to so that was another scenario. It was what, three so, times where he almost asked her? I wrote this quote down and they said it verbatim. Relationship based on extreme circumstances rarely work out. And that's the reason why Annie and Jack didn't work out. Keanu Reeves, it's the same situation here. Jason Patrick, his character is no better than Keanu Reeves. No. I don't know. Like, get out of here, guy. The only thing that he has going for him is they didn't meet on a bus going 55 miles an hour. You yeah. know, he, he met her prior to the yeah, he probably 19.5 miles per hour. He met her on the beach when he was filling in for his partner one time and he lied to her. That's how their relationship started. Which is worse actually than Oh, oh, you're Jack. a beach cop so you don't like go on high speed chases? No, never. I'm just here all the time writing tickets. 
He's a liar. What was that? Uh, what was that show on USA back in the day? Pacific Blue, Pacific where they Blue? were like bike cops or whatever. Yeah, they got into some crazy shenanigans. Yeah, that was. I'm pretty sure wasn't Mario Lopez on that show for like a hot minute. Yes, yes, he was. He was a, he <laughs> was just, a bike cop. <laughs> it was that Baywatch, and then after 9 p.m., Silk Stockings. That's- Silk Stockings. <laughs> what was the? What was the? I think it was like the Howard Stern spoof. Oh, of yeah. of uh of Pacific Blue, I forgot. I know what you're oh, talking man. about. I I don't remember. I can't think of it. It was like the, a Baywatch equivalent, and it was oh man, it's gonna drive me crazy. I can't think of it. Oh, Son of the Beach. Oh yes. yeah, that was an FX show, I think. Right? <laughs> was it FX? Probably. I think was, it yeah. was FX. Man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that I, was a good I, show. I will live and die by saying Baywatch is a good show. I liked that show back in the day. And I know we've said it on the show, but I will do it to it. Got to do a rewatch. I think there's a Baywatch channel on like the Vizio network or something. (laughs) Man, that's, you know what? We wanted to do a Boy Meets World podcast and we couldn't do it because the cast did it before us. We wanted to do a Saved by the Bell podcast. We couldn't do that because Zach Morris himself did it. Dude, unless Hasselhoff does it, maybe we should do a Baywatch podcast. Or we could do a Hey Dude. We do a Hey Dude Dude podcast. podcast. There you go. Uh, let, let's talk about the man himself, John Geiger. I like the name. I know you, you, you didn't like it. It's a but bad villain name. Terrible. He, Willem Dafoe's great, by the way. Let's yes. just say yeah. in everything that he's in, I'm a fan. Like I am a huge fan of Willem Dafoe, but we got to put him through this scale. Yeah. If you're new to our show, we have four major categories, look and style, hideout or layer, plan and henchman. And we put them all on an objective scale, one through five, best out of 20. Let's see where he stands. John Geiger, look and style. What do you think? First of all, I don't know how old this man is at all times. Like he looks the same <laughs> now ageless. as he does then. He probably looked like this when he was 12, like the same face, right? He's 68 right now. So, okay. You know. So he was, I don't know, what is this? 40? He was in his 40s. Yeah. During this movie, which is crazy. It is. He looked kind of young, but maybe that's because he looks old now. Anyways, the best hair Will Defoe's ever had is this hair, right? Was that his real hair or was that a wig? I feel like it's his hair. He could do that. He had a great haircut. Yeah. It was a great, great It's almost like a Van Damme style. It was. Yeah. Where it's almost like borderline mullet, but not really. He had nice layers. Big points for the hair and and just the facial features in general. We're doing that if we're looking style. Did you like his his computer setup and like his mobile computer setup, which I think was cutting edge? I thought it was pretty sweet, but I didn't understand why he needed to go through all of those hoops to like <laughs> smuggle it into golf balls yeah. and golf bags. Like he was so worried about his golf clubs, which actually ruined him because Jason Patrick's, you know, sniffed him out. Yeah. But right. I liked the gadgets. I thought it was interesting how he had like a, it was almost like, power glove where he was riding on yeah. his arm to like do different things on, he the, wasn't on the even, boat. He wasn't even looking at it. He knew like what to do. Like imagine what the damage yeah. he could do with like touchscreen and, and tablets and stuff like oh, that. Man. Things, you know, he, he also had an intimate knowledge of the shipping system because he made it right. But I yeah. like the 3d model that he had going at all yeah. times. It was uh-huh. pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He had a pea shooter of a gun. Not, you know, not so so we're great. talking accessories. The golf clubs, that's an accessory. As as um, elaborate and unnecessary as they were, still cool, right? Yeah. Along with the golf balls, the uh, smoke bomb golf balls or whatever the heck. And then he got his leeches, you know? Yeah. Was that an accessory or is that a henchman? Could be a henchman because A, they're alive and B, 
they help him survive. They help him out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had this copper disease or whatever from working on computers too much, right? <laughs> that's. I guess that's what I'm dying of right now. I work yeah. on a computer yeah. all day. Yeah, you're working on computers too much. He's got copper poisoning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which we'll get, into, we'll get into playing in a second, you know? <laughs> I, I'm willing to give this guy at least a three, but I'm, I'm hesitant to go four. I want to go, I want to go for so bad, but I can't do it because I feel like yeah. the hair is so good though. Yeah. And his faces are amazing. But, like, but, but that, but his computer setup was so cutting edge. Like maybe he does deserve a four. You know what? Let's do it. Let's go yeah. for, because four. he knew the thing is he had the best tech. Like this is, this is up there with under siege too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he had his plan sucks and we'll get into that, but he had the best tech. And the fact that you can call the leeches an accessory or a henchman. He had yeah. good outfits. He snuck in. He looked like yes. the captain at one point. Yes. Like he had good yeah. disguises. Yeah. Yep. He stole the captain's gear. As you know, if you kill the captain, you become the captain. So <laughs> that's that's common knowledge. You got to kill became, one to be one. He became the captain. I say, I say we go four. Let's I go think four. Let's do four. Let's okay. go four. All right. So what about his hideout and his lair? Is it the boat? I mean, it's his hideout, but he doesn't own the boat. Yeah. But but I guess when he becomes captain, it becomes his boat. <laughs> it's his so, boat. So, yeah. But I don't want to give him full credit for it, right? He doesn't I feel really, like, doesn't really yeah. have one. Like, you can't call his room his hideout because he's, he was all over the boat. He could have had a better room, too. But because he, like, overtook it the way Jason takes Manhattan, the way he, the way he annexed the boat. <laughs> he took the boat. He took the boat. It's I'm willing to, to bump him from a one to a two. If he didn't crash it into like whatever he wanted to yeah. crash into, could he have just taken it to like his boat hangar or his yeah. garage? You yeah. know, like yeah, you just live on the boat. It. Yeah, it's like a, a Grand Theft Auto when you like take a sweet car and you put yeah. it in your garage. It's now your car. Just take it. Just take just, it. Get a, give it a spray it. and yeah. then like a different color and then <laughs> the, the cops will never know. <laughs> he should have done that. That yeah, would have yeah. been better. Yeah. I didn't think his a, room was that yeah. great. No. I'll give him a two just yeah. because like he should get a one, but I'll give him a two because he killed the captain and, and, and annexed the boat. Yeah. I, I like that. And he yeah. knew, he knew enough about the boat. Yeah. Like he knew the inner workings. He knew all Which, the rooms. I by like the that. way, the captain's death. I had a problem with the captain's death. Yeah. Um, why did he just turn around and go the other way? Because I he agree. was like, he was because Defoe was swinging the light like a madman. And like he was just blocking the way of the captain. The captain could have just turned around and wa- literally walked the other way and he would have been safe. Walk around him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like there's two, I feel so bad because I don't want to bash the movie anymore, yeah. but there's logic like that that uh, doesn't make sense. And then yeah. he swung the light and like knocked him out. And then he was kind of hanging off the edge. Yeah. Like dangling himself. Like he could have just kind of got back up. Like and, it just yeah. could have been. And by the way, like he wasn't dead when he hit impact water. No. You know what happened to him, Drew? What? He got sucked to the propellers. <laughs> the propeller, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> but he didn't jump off willingly. He didn't do a pencil. He did a backflip. Oh, okay. 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 So, yeah. He's yeah. too close Too close to the edge. I feel like they and, were going yeah. 19.4 miles yeah. per hour, so they just kept driving past him. But right. So, right. before we move on, I hate to like, I know we're, we're going way over on this. It's okay. But I, I have no other place to bring this up. It's on my notes, and I wanted to bring this up because it really bothered me. Really, it belongs in look style. But okay. when he took over the boat controls, right? And then the boat started shifting, you know, things started falling, ceiling, and uh, and the captain's deck or whatever. The food plate fell over, and then there was food <laughs> in the keyboard. Yeah. Did that bother the hell out of you bothered. like it did me? I hated it so much when it there's food in the keyboard. It makes me so mad to see that. I, I was don't enraged. Care. I don't care what emergency you got going on. You got to pick that effing computer up, that keyboard up, and 
dump it. Get Dude. that food out of there, out of, out of the, the between the G and the H. Get the food out. And he's a tech guy. That should have yeah. offended him. Like he's he's a technology guy. They showed it multiple times. They cut to that keyboard with the goddamn chicken inside between the D <laughs> and the F. And like I wanted to just like go into my screen and dump the keyboard upside down to get that food out of there. Get the get the air the air spray you can. Spray the, the, yeah. the, this. You got this yeah. right. Get the yeah. sprayed air. I wanted to get the air for him and get the food out of there. It, it bothered I agree me to with no you. end. Yeah, I I don't like to eat near my computer because I feel like it's I don't want that getting in yeah, my computer. I yep. just I feel like I don't like it. And Get a breadcrumbs, sandwiches, people that are eating sandwiches over their computers just uh sandwiches. I felt like, you know, he was hanging out and we didn't even talk about his accessories, all the kind of medications that he had. He had like 800 medications and things. Yeah. In his side I was later, he was always hanging out in the bathtub and all that stuff. I agree with you. I that that blasphemy against the keyboard offended me to know I, I hated it I was so offended so I, it's a good call out by you yeah. okay so we, we gave him a, a four for looking style a two for side out layer now let's talk about his plan you gotta break this down okay so he decides to board this particular boat why because he developed the cruise control dot dot cruise control that controls the ship it's it's apparently it's it's cutting edge which, of course, this guy, all he does is cutting edge computer stuff. So this is from the Village Wiki. This is exactly why he is doing this crime. Geiger once worked aboard the Seaboard Legend, a cruise ship whose autopilot system he designed himself. However, he was eventually laid off after he got sick from copper poisoning <laughs> caused by exposure to the electromagnetic fields generated by the computers he consistently he constantly worked around. Seeking revenge, Geiger plans to destroy the cruise line in revenge for... <laughs> sacking his job no you know what Step- you know what this sounds like what's that this sounds like somebody had an idea about a recurring nightmare about a <laughs> ship that crashed into an island and said you know what i want to make a movie about yeah. a boat crashing into an island yeah why does this guy want to do it i don't know his copper boys thing he's working this guy works around computers too much couldn't they have given him cancer or something yeah like- i don't know or like i don't know Maybe there was a partner that maybe the captain like stole his idea or something. Yes. I don't know. Disgruntled. Cause that's kind of what happened with speed with, uh, with under siege Two. under siege Two, Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there some kind of like, he was too mad. He like was his, mad his ideas, the... his ideas were too radical. Yes. And he was and too maniacal and they fired him. Yeah. He worked for the government or something, but yeah. But anyway, if he got, if he got fired for being sick because of all the job dangers, file a wrongful termination yeah. lawsuit. Sue him. Before you go on and, you know, crash a boat, right? <laughs> maybe he hey. did. It didn't work. Maybe maybe he filed a lawsuit and it didn't, it didn't work. I, I mean, know. he said they didn't care. But I, I just, I think, again, like, and, and look, I, I hate to say this. I like ridiculous movies and I like things that don't yeah. make any sense. But yeah. this didn't really, no, like, yeah. It, it just didn't make sense in a way that didn't that made sense. Do you know I, what I mean? What I'm saying? I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I disagree with the like. I love that this is his revenge. It's so I like ridiculous. It too. It's so dumb that I love. I like it. it too, but like you know, you watch a Jean Claude Van Damme movie or you watch a Schwarzenegger movie, and like they know it's dumb. Yeah, I don't think they were kind of ma- like. I think Jan de Bont like thought this was a great idea, and like yeah. I, I think because of that, it, it's kind of like. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to score this. Like, I know you probably want to go low. I don't. I actually want to go high on this guy. I, I'm, I'm going at least three because yeah, I mean this is this is some top notch revenge here. But he's like, it's like revenge on the boat itself. Yes. he doesn't want to kill anybody besides the captain. 
Like he really, <laughs> he really, he's going out of his way to not injure people. He had Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock dead to rights. He kind of let, let let the ocean decide, if you will. Well, like he, he tried to kill him at a couple times, but but like he left him in traps. Like, true. but he could have just shot him in the head multiple times, and he true. didn't. You know? Yeah, he's kind of like the Under Siege Two guy, and like he's yeah. kind of like a weakling. But I actually want to give this guy a three because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But I can kind of feel for him. Like if he is so wronged by this boating company or whatever, I kind of like that he's going out of it. So you don't think he was actually trying to kill anybody on purpose. You don't think so, right? No. Uh, like, is I that said, why he yeah. evacuated? Is that why? As he did I said, that? the opener, like the evacuation time is a little bit short. Let's make it, let's make it 30 minutes, not 15. Yeah. All right. You can still do your murder plot, your, your boat crashing plot. Let's get the people out of here. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to harm anybody. And I think the captain probably was like a wrong place, wrong time even, I feel. Like, all right, I guess I got to kill this guy yeah. now. He saw me the, here. Because he could have strong armed the captain just as well as, as the crew members, right? That's true. That's yeah. true. I feel I just, like it was wrong place, wrong time. I feel like he didn't execute well. And the way that he died in the end was kind of pathetic, in my opinion. But he went out laughing. And yeah. I kind of like that too because yeah. he was maniacal. But like, and that's the other thing. Uh, you know, according to his copper disease, uh, he like he was, you know, he was on his way out anyway. So it's like he just wanted to watch the boat burn. What, what's worse, this or McGregor's? Like, is this a real illness? Like, I'm sure copper poisoning and and something yeah. is bad. But I, like, I think I, I looked it up. I think it's called Weller's disease. But, but like, I don't, it's not I don't think a computer. You, I don't think you get it from computers. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm screwed. It's like it's like legitimate copper in your body, like the 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 natural copper. So maybe he thought that he got it from the computers, but he actually just had Weller's disease. Yeah. Or what if like he just like just a madman and he just likes put leeches on his body? Yeah. I thought that was such a weird thing. We got to talk about the henchman here. He didn't really have any. Yeah. Speaking of leeches and henchmen, are we giving him henchman credit a one point bonus for the leeches? I mean, I thought it was a nice accessory. Yeah. But the leeches did help him, right? Because they said that they took the copper out. Unless he just liked to put the leeches on him. And we don't even need to speculate. Well, where I, else I think he was saying that like the leeches was like a like a holistic approach, not really recommended by his doctors. Yeah. So it's like kind of like I don't Let's know. The Steve Jobs a, approach. Borderline placebo type thing. They're sucking out the bad, you know, keeping the good. Have you ever know. had a leech on you? No, and I would love to never have that happen. Same. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the worst things that could happen to me. I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like he needs a one because like as as cool as the leeches are, he doesn't really have no. anybody that yeah. helps him. Unless his I, computer is a henchman too. No, nah, no. Nah. I was surprised that he didn't have a man on the inside. He should have. That's another yeah. miss by the movie. Yeah. Like they should have had another guy. Like, you know who would have been? The the Scottish guy that was up on the yeah. bridge with them, yeah, that guy should have been in on it with them, and yeah. they could have been wrongfully, you know, terminated. Or that guy could be treated poorly by the captain or something, and then they're yeah. in on it. That would have been better if there was a second guy. I, I, agree. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, so no, no, good with the one. I think we got to go one. Okay, so uh, recap it here. He had a four for looking style, two for hideout layer, three for plan. And now we're going to give him a one for the henchman. So we're looking at a 10 out of 20. Not too bad. Not too bad. For a a non-violent villain, it's not bad at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at this on the list here. And I I actually do have a spreadsheet. I know I said that I would make one. I do have one, but I haven't published it. He's up there with Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin, Rachel Phelps from Major League One, 
Death from Final Destination, Billy yeah, Loomis yeah. from Scream, T-1000. Wow. I mean, it's good company wow. here. It's good company. He's above Richie Madano, the general, yeah. Jim from Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> and uh, just right below Dusty Dinkelman and, and Koopa. So, yeah. respectable. Yeah. But we can't talk about this movie without touching on this boat crash in the end, because they spent a quarter of the budget on this. So a quarter of the, what did I say, 160 million or something? Something like that. So 45, 45-ish. Yeah, on this final boat crash into St. Martin. 40, 40 million. 40 million. It was, I believe it set a record for one of the largest and most expensive stunts ever filmed at that time in 1997. Yes. Why did they turn the boat the long way? Did you notice that? (laughs) And did that bother you? You yes, had Jason Patrick diving underwater to like yeah. do this crazy turn, and he had to turn it eight hundred times yeah. instead of maybe three times to the left. Yeah, if they would have gone left, yeah, maybe the tail would have like scraped the front of the other boat. Yeah, but instead, it's out just screeching through. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there was a mountain there. I don't know. Who knows? Was it a matter of he didn't know which way to turn it, so he just turned it that way? Maybe. Yeah, he's not experienced. What does he know? He's turned it. He just knows to turn it. The guy no. was telling him on the intercom, though. Yeah, but when you're underwater, you get a panicky, you know. <laughs> Do you think the guys up front, upstairs were like a little disappointed? Like, oh, God, he's turning the wrong way. Why is we, he? Can't, we can't go back now, so let's Why just, is he going right? Let, yeah, let's just keep encouraging him because it's too late anyways. I just thought it was kind of silly because he was turning that way, and then they <laughs> celebrated, and then they went into the island anyway. And yeah. I said it before, so I won't harp on it before, but I thought it was kind of funny. Like, this thing is barreling towards you. Just like a little, a little bit by a little bit, people are are diving off. But I just thought it was kind of crazy. Now I get that they said the tanker couldn't move. I understand yeah. that because it's going to take a while to start it up and move it. I get that. Yeah. But it just seemed weird that like nobody else was jumping out of the way. Even these people on little catamarans, little boats. I don't know. It's kind of like a thing where it's like you see the boat coming at you, and you're like, surely it's going to turn. Like it's not going to not turn. It's like you know, you're on the road. You like trust people. Like all right, he's not going to hit me. He's not going to hit me. He's going to stop, you know, <laughs> or you're like, you're, you're in the passenger seat and someone else is driving and it's like, you would stop earlier, but like, you still trust that the driver, he's going to stop eventually. <laughs> right. These people thought that and, and, and they did not know that it was taken over by a madman. And no, it's not going to stop. If yeah, I know you said you wouldn't jump off the boat because you don't want to get sucked by the propeller. Right, I agree. But I, would I, you I stand in the front like all those people are? No, you, you, go go the, the, you go to the no, back, you right? Gotta go to the back. You gotta, you gotta, go, to the gotta back. go to the back. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I just thought it was kind of silly. I like, I but look, I liked this scene. I just felt like it took too long to get to. Yeah, it. yeah let's 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 get let's get to the scene at one forty, right? Yeah, or, exactly. One twenty. It end at 140. My other favorite part of the end, I actually liked the part, and I don't know if you remember this, where Jason Patrick used the harpoon like grappling gun thing. Oh, yeah. And then he reeled himself back in on, on the plane, and Willem Dafoe you know, winds up taking off anyway and basically dying in a plane crash. Yeah. So, that I mean, was there, my other favorite part. So there you go. I mean, he spent, there's your land, air, and sea right there. He did, he ended up using air. Yeah. It's a good thing that that scene didn't last 20 minutes. Like, you know, right. Uh, they could have used more of chasing Defoe. Right. Rather than worried about this damn boat turning. That's that's the thing. They and maybe maybe <laughs> the bone's just a boat fan, but <laughs> he's like, I really like boats. Yeah. It's kinda like people that really like trains or like really like whatever, right? Like they're really into it. Like yeah. he must really love this boat. Yeah, loves boats. Yeah. Because there was just a little too much of the boat for me, you know, when I really think about it, because there's a lot of missed opportunities. 
I really liked Willem Dafoe. I actually loved, I didn't know that they had, did you see that contraption that they had with the Sea-Doo's, the Kenny Powers Sea-Doo's? Oh, yeah. They were in like a boat where the two of them became like a two-seater and then she just disconnected it. I didn't know that existed. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know anything about this the boating life or the ski do life. I've never been on any one of those types of things. I would do it. I've just never been. I just thought you're right. Like you nailed it. They could have done more with the chasing. And I feel like they kind of wasted Willem Dafoe too, because he was doing the computer hacking and all of that stuff. And I really liked that. And then he kind of went off and then him and Annie were just away while they yeah. were trying to do all of this boat stuff. Maybe they should have done more of cutting in between them. Like yeah. of what was going on with Annie and Willem Dafoe. And and then what Jason Patrick's doing on the boat, but it kind of yeah. felt really disconnected. Yeah. And I they think lingered. That, they lingered. It they worked did. against it. So yeah. if we have to wrap this up, I mean, I don't know if I have to ask you this, but I have to ask you this, and we should be doing this. But yeah. speed one, speed two, cruise control. Which is the better movie? Well, yeah, definitely speed one. There's no no doubt about it. But I no, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. It was my first time watching it, and I'm glad I saw it. And I don't have to watch it again. What was the movie that we did where you hated it going into it, and then by the end I turned you around on it? Oh, that was the Geostorm, probably. Was it, Ge- <laughs> it was Geostorm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm turning around on this movie now yeah. that we're talking about you it. You talk it through, and you're like, yeah, you know, it wasn't so bad. It's just a little <laughs> long, but we can't hold that against it too long. I still think I would watch Mortal fun. Kombat Annihilation over this, but I liked aspects Ugh. of this. So, of all the movies that we've done so far. We've done National Treasure Book of Secrets. We've done I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. We've done Major League Two. And now we did Speed Two, Speed Two Cruise Control. What has been your favorite sequel so far? Which is the best sequel of the ones that we've done? Oh, Major League Two is my favorite. Same. Best has been National Treasure Two. I agree with that too. Yeah. Definitely. And we'll but see, right? What's coming up next we got, week? We got a couple heavy hitters coming up, guys. So we'll be back on Thursday, September 7th with Child's Play 2. Yes. And then on September 21st, the whole movie that started this whole thing, Bowie said, hey, we should do a summer of sequels because I want to watch RoboCop 2. So we got that on September 21st. So I'm looking forward to these two movies. I haven't yeah. seen Child's Play 2 in forever. Oh, man. it's People People call it the best one. I don't know if I'll say that, but it's, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'll save my thoughts. I'll save my thoughts. It's a great movie. I love it. Yeah. I love it, but I don't know if I'm willing to call it the best one. I'm I'm curious if you guys liked how we're doing this. I mean, we were just talking about before we recorded that we we we've been having fun with a schedule. I know we've been loose with a lot of the movies that we do, but we published you know these what is it five six movies uh, well ahead of time. If you guys are enjoying it or you want us to do more of this stuff, send us an email: the last row podcast at gmail dot com. Leave a comment on this episode's page. Check us out on all the social channels. Leave a comment on the Instagram post, wherever you are listening or checking us out. Let us know if you like this stuff or if there's other movies that you want us to, to check out. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Leave us some comments. And thanks to everybody that, that took the time and, and left a review. We really appreciate it. Hoping to get, I don't know, we did the split before. We'll see what we do if we get to like 100 views. We'll have to Ooh. figure out something fun, but... Uh, We'll be back in, in two weeks on Thursday, September 7th. And on that note, we'll see you guys then. See you. You know, old school listeners of the show might remember thegoldycloset.com. Yeah. If that site were still open, I don't know if it is or not. But I wonder if Jason Patrick's California button-down shirt, who's wearing (laughs) it on day one of the cruise, is available for purchase. And I would love 
to spend $180 on it. Do you think he keeps that? Like, did he get to keep it as a prop or did it just like go back it, into the Hollywood wardrobe? Like, honestly, it looks like something that The Rock would have worn yeah. in, in ring during his ridiculous does. shirt phase of, of his WWF run. I, I would, I'd be willing to pay some money yeah. for that shirt. I Just like that. The giant state of California down the center with like the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> and the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> it looks like something that like, you know, that website, uh, you know, that website Roosevelt's. Yeah, like, yeah. It looks like a joke shirt like that. What about when we were at the mall the other day and I wanted to buy that shirt that looked like a, like a Dixie cup or whatever it was, or like the max, you know, you're like that dude, you can't wear that shirt. Yeah, I, I had to, I had to, I had to veto it. You're like, you good. could buy it, but yeah. I will make fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like 1992. If you yeah. think about yeah. 1992, yeah. that's what that shirt looked like. Just think about shapes. And like little lines. Shapes and lines, squiggles. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I felt that shirt.